Welcome, everyone, to the newest episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And today, we are going to focus on a couple artists. We're going to go through new music that we're listening to. We're going to have a new A War Within song to play. And really, I don't know, I'm just excited. I, I really, really look forward to this podcast to talk about music. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good episode. And as always, you know, I think, at least in prepping for this episode, we've exposed each other to some new music that we don't normally listen to. I know the band that you're going to cover is somebody that I'm not really familiar with, and I kind of went through their discography for the first time myself, and I don't know how much you listen to the band I'm going to talk about. I listen a lot. I think I think that's what's also nice about what we do is there are a lot of bands we agree upon, like bands that we know we both like and enjoy, and we've definitely done multiple discussions about those, and this time, now we're kind of bringing in that new music to each other, and I think that's great. Exactly. It's what it should be about, you know, us discovering new music with each other and then, it, you know, having other people find some of the things, you know, maybe they like a little bit of things that, that you listen to, some of the things that I listen to. And yeah, they, they just enjoy it and discover new music. Exactly. Now, before we get ahead of ourselves, we're going to try something new. We're going to start our plugs in the beginning so that hopefully everyone knows where they can go, that they can rate us and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully you're listening somehow. I mean, let's, let's hope exactly. at least that. Exactly. Whether, uh, yeah. whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, you're listening to us on the website. Yep. Yeah, what? there's there's multiple ways to find us. Yep, the website, again, is www.ianhates.com. So you can go there. That's got the music podcast and the movie podcast as well. You can search, just like Craig said, iTunes and Stitcher. If you can, please rate us. Uh, we'd really like that. It gets our popularity up. It gets us exposed to more people. And also, if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends. You know, Let them know. Have them send suggestions of bands. Like, Let us know what you're thinking. Like, It really helps us. Exactly. And that was what I was going to say. You know, if you really like us and you really like what we're doing, Ian and I have been kind of digging into trying to find out how many of you are out there actually listening to the podcast and how many people are reaching. So if you really like us, I encourage you, get on Facebook, get on Twitter, get on our website, send us a message, tell us that you're listening to us, tell us that you like the episode, tell us what you want us to talk about and, and you know, what you really like and what you'd like to hear from us in the episode. I think if you really, really like us, like Ian said, what you should do is you should get on there and share this. Blast it out there on Facebook to your friends. Retweet us on, on Twitter when we put up new episodes and, and share it with all your friends and encourage other people to come and discover new music with us. Yeah, the uh, the Twitter handle is at Ian Hates Podcast Singular. And then the you can go on uh, Facebook as well. And we have a Facebook page. And that seems to be the place where a lot more people are seeing things. So feel free when when we share things, you know, feel free to send that around too. It's ridiculously easy. You just press that share button if you like what we're talking about. Exactly. And we try and put up, I, I know I personally try and tweet, you know, some new music out every day. So if you get on there and you, you follow us on Twitter, you'll see that we're putting as we discover new new bands and kind of what we're listening to at the time. Both Ian and I will, will tweet out uh, those new bands and usually links to their YouTube videos, their latest single, their newest music video. So if you really want to kind of keep up with what we're, we're listening to and what we're going to talk about in the episode, you know, Twitter and Facebook are the best ways to do it. Yeah, it's really easy. Hopefully sometime we'll have like a YouTube presence as well. That's already locked down. We just have to figure out a way to get everything up there. But that's a lot more work that we can talk about later. That's for sure. Um, exactly. But yeah, I think Craig, and I don't think I've even told you this necessarily. Um, all the suggestions that we've been getting so far are like joke bands. Like, oh, really? Bands that people know we don't want anything to do with. That's, 
That's mostly really? what we have. They'll be in like the rock genre, but it'll be that kind of like, you know how in the Grammys, like Alabama Shakes or whatever won like best rock or something like that. Like sure. it, it, that kind of thing. They're like, oh, yep. why don't you do something on that? And it is called Ian Hates Music, but it's but that's the gimmick title. It's really about music we love. So I don't really want to do any of that kind of stuff, you know? Sure. So, yeah. So not that we, so we typically try and keep it within, you know, the emo, screamo, hardcore, metalcore, post-hardcore genres. But that doesn't mean, you know, we can't talk about, you know, I think if we get enough interest from some of these other bands, I know, I know you don't listen to a lot of that stuff, but I dug into some of the Alabama Shake stuff actually not that long ago. And, you know, I think they're extremely talented. They're uh, actually a really unique kind of different band that's out there, you know, and, and for them to gain so much notoriety oh, yeah. is is actually kind of impressive because they, they are talented. And, you know, it's not what you would typically expect from pop music where you usually see this cookie cutter, auto-tuned, electronic crap out there. These guys are out there playing instruments. They're that's- making real music and they can and they can do it live. See, I think that's the that's kind of the categories that I lump things into. It's it's not just music that I hate or music that I like and love, like that kind of thing. There are bands that I really, really, really dislike, but I have respect for what they're doing. You know what exactly. I mean? It just doesn't it's just not my taste, that kind exactly. of thing. And I think that's what happens a lot with me. I know it happens with you too. Uh, but exactly. you also span a wider variety of music than I do. Yeah, and I know I again I'll make another comment that I mean I hope people really if, if either of us say anything too that that creates some hate you should send us your hate too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Get on the website, send us stuff. You're completely out of your mind when you when you say but like so for me like what, those bands that you know I really don't like is like a lot of the classic rock stuff. I can't I can't stand listening to that stuff. I remember <laughs> There was a period of time when we were working that somebody had a Pandora station and it was just revolving between Bruce Springsteen and the Rolling Stones. Oh, sure. And I'll tell you what, I just can't listen to that stuff. <laughs> and what I always come at it from is this. This is my my big line here is that I totally get it. Those bands are completely influential. If you look at what they did at the time that they did it, they completely changed the way that music was being made and the style of music that was being made. Very and true. They they morph, right? If you listen to Led Zeppelin or the Rolling Stones or even U2, I'm not a fan of U2, but like <laughs> all of these bands, you know, are huge bands and they've had huge influence on the industry and have influenced probably a lot of the bands that we listen to as well. Oh I'm yeah, sure. absolutely, yeah. You know, with without you know bands like Black Sabbath, you wouldn't have the metal that you have today, right? right. Like they kind of forged the genre, but that's not to say that you know we have to like it. Well, that's true, and and I know I skew a little differently. I don't listen to classic rock either. But if you bring up someone like Black Sabbath, I've seen Black Sabbath like four times live. Like I'm completely into that. Do you? Uh, I don't know if I've asked you this before. Do you like Manson at all? Uh, so I I do. I think I, I've never listened to. Him any of his stuff at length. Yeah. Um, the couple songs that I heard though, like again, like really kind of unique, different stuff. Right. There. I, I don't know. I, I guess you could call it new metal almost. Yeah, it's alternative metal, alter, alt metal. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Exactly. And he always impresses me too when I, you know, the couple times that I've seen him interviewed, he's just so well-spoken. 
right. and so intelligent. It's it's kind of incredible to to listen to him talk about things. I think I, I I'm if I'm remembering correctly, you know, outside of even the music thing, the thing that has always impressed me with Marilyn Manson is is exactly that. I think it was right around the time of like the Bush election, the second. Uh, I think it was 04. Okay. Bush election, like seeing him interviewed and talking about politics and stuff. Oh, right. And just listening to him get into kind of that political discourse, but just making these completely salient points. It was it was really impressive. But yeah, again, also like really, you know, good music. And I know you're a big fan of Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's reinvented. It's just that was just a side question. But yeah, for, yeah sure. For anyone for anyone who uh, who is now hating Craig for his anti-classic rock, you can go ahead and you can email us ianhates at gmail.com or yeah, please. yeah you can actually submit a form on ianhates.com there is one right there on the front page <laughs> go ahead and write all your hate there for craig for me for whatever but i just i figured that would be a good intro to all of that yeah i think that's perfect all right well let's let's get into it now um craig and i each chose a band today that we're going to focus on and today we're going to start with me and now I, I apologize, apologize to this band. Uh, I'm hoping they're going to listen because we're going to tweet this out and do everything. I, and I really, really like this band, but I've never seen them live because they're from Scotland. And they haven't done a whole lot of U.S. tours. It's just like similar to a funeral for a friend. Like they get over here every once in a while. I, I'm not even sure if they did a major tour over here, but I never got to see them. And the whole long story is I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name right. So I think I'm going to say Yashin. It's Y-A-S-H-I-N. So does that sound good, Craig? That sounds good to me. And again, it, yeah, again, apologies if we you know, mispronounce any of these, any, any names of band members, any names of you know, the bands themselves. Yeah. But yeah, we'll also have links to everything oh. in the description box on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on the website. So if you can't tell by how we're pronouncing it, how to spell it, or how to find it, we'll make sure to put links and tweet it out too. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's definitely happening. And just we might as well do the plugs now. Uh, if you go to www the yashin so t h e y a s h i n dot com that's their main website you can find them on twitter at the yashin same spelling and then just look up yashin on facebook and they've got a you know huge social media presence and everything but like i said they're from overseas so it's a little bit harder to see them uh here in the states but you can get their music on Spotify. You can see stuff on YouTube. It's funny. Some of the stuff on YouTube, some of the stuff on their website, you actually can't watch because it's like it's owned by Sony Germany. So you oh, can't. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's not available in the States to play. But everything else is. So you can get their whole entire library on Spotify for sure. And Pandora has it coming up on the random ones. If you put their name in, uh, you'll get that. And actually, Craig. I actually started really getting into Spotify a lot more. I don't know. Oh, have really? you? You're Apple Music, right? I, I do Apple Music because I have all my stuff through uh, iTunes. So I finally did the iTunes match and I kind of have my library really well organized. It's taken me forever to get to that point. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it has. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't do that because I don't use iTunes as much. Like I use iTunes for podcasts. That's pretty much it. The yep. uh, Spotify has worked really well. So I actually, for the first time, I think I was one of the original Pandora uh, yearly, you know, annually uh, su subscription stuff. I actually canceled that. And I think I'm going to go with Spotify from now on. 
So nice. hopefully go ahead and put all the stuff that we're listening to on Spotify so people can listen as well. But I was just going around finding all these bands that I haven't listened to for like a long time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what's really nice about it, having access to all of that. Yeah, instead of just being able to skip songs, which, you know, whatever. All right, I got off track again. So we're <laughs> going to talk about Yashin. Um, like I said, they're from outside Glasgow in Scotland. Uh, they were formed around uh, 2006. So they have a ton of EPs, and then they have two full lengths. And the reason why I thought this was a great band to talk about today is that they also have a brand new album coming out this Friday. So Friday the 26th, correct? Uh, yeah, I think it is the 26th. That sounds right. And we'll talk about more albums that are coming out then too because we're going to do album reviews and we'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, basically, like I said, this is a band that doesn't have a huge hold in the States. It's really more overseas. Um, they've toured with a lot of major bands before. Uh, believe it or not, Limp Biscuit was one of really? the ones they toured. Yeah, they're, they were big fans of Papa Roach. Um, they got to play with Black Veil Brides, like all that kind of stuff. So it's in our wheelhouse, but it was just funny to hear like that Limp Biscuit was one of their major influences because I don't hear that in their in their music, but it's just something that came up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I definitely you're right. I don't hear that new metal kind of rap right. kind of thing in there in, in what they do. It's more it sticks more to the rock, screamo, post hardcore genres. Exactly. Yeah, they're like I Knowing this band and, and listening to them for so long, they've got to be influenced by bands like Funeral for a Friend. I hear a little bit, especially in their new album, a little bit more Bullet for My Valentine, a little bit of uh, Herb Wright Skies, A Day to Remember, Four Years Strong, like that kind of maybe even a little Finch mixed into sure. it. So they just haven't hit in the States the way Bullet for My Valentine have. They really haven't hit that way. Yeah, and, and when I listen to it, at least uh, the album We Created a Monster, uh, I thought that they they kind of reminded me of the classic crime a little bit. If you've ever listened to any of their stuff, a little bit, you know, more rock. Um, the classic crime really doesn't scream at nearly as much as Eugene does. But right, that was my only instance of not. But I get it where musically, for sure. Exactly, I think they're musically very much like the the classic crime. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. So let's see. So I think the most notable thing that I found. Uh, because I didn't, I realized it back in the day, but I never really thought about it that much. But I thought what was interesting with Yashin is they went through a originally in their first two EPs having a single singer frontman who would do the the screams and the clean vocals, and they actually changed that before doing their first e you know their first full length and going on to the present. They actually re uh, replaced him with two front men, one to do unclean vocals and one to do clean vocals. So they replaced it was uh it was Michael Rice was their original singer and then they replaced him with Harry Radford and Kevin Miles. So they came in and did clean and unclean vocals respectively. Um and I like that. I've I mean I've I've made no um you know no qualms about that ever in the music that we talk about because that's normally my style. That's what I enjoy. I like when someone's able to go off and do their own thing while not having to worry about, um, you know, playing guitar or doing something like that. Yeah, that's always you're you're right. That's nice. And you can tell you can tell the difference in their old stuff compared to the new stuff. How that changed the dynamic of the band. Uh, the first EPs with Rice uh, were very good. I I did really enjoy them. But what I liked and uh, 
during their little hiatus spells throughout their career, they actually put out another EP in 2012 where they redid like three of their more popular songs from those EPs with the two new singers. And those sounded really good. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, I don't know. Did you get a chance to listen to uh, the redo of <laughs> great name, uh, Dirty Slut? Uh, what I so what I will say is I only listened to the two full lengths oh, that sure, they sure. have. Okay. So put your hands where I can see them, and we created a monster. I didn't dig really into their EPs. If it was on one of those, and again, we've said this a million times, but I, just like you, I'm really bad at song titles. Oh, right, right, right. That's true. Yeah, no, so, no, no, no worries. Yeah, this was this wasn't this wasn't on one of the full lengths. It was okay. one of their side EP stuff. Okay, so, so yeah, no, that, I, I definitely didn't listen to that song. Gotcha. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. But that was one of those ones that really got me. Uh, they were it was heavy. It had a like the slow breakdown towards the end where they just slam it home, and you know people are just running into each other at full speed during the show. It's it just gets you there, you know. It yep. just it just works. So I really enjoyed that. So it wasn't like I don't know what the old singer ended up doing. It didn't seem to have any. I couldn't find anything else that he was doing. But I liked the two singer system, and I think they did a good job with the redo. So you knew they were kind of going in the direction that the band wanted to go in. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Yeah, it, I think what I found really interesting, and I think this is kind of your next point here, and where you're going is with just. You know how many, how many different genres they they do bring together. Yes, yeah, I'd say really genre melding. Um, they span the like you were saying, post hardcore. They've got the alternative. They've got the like metalcore, light ish, screamo, rock, pop, like all that stuff together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know what I had written down when I when I kind of skimmed through at least their two full lengths was. They were right in that, like you said, Funeral for a Friend, I think, is a good one. Although even for me, I think they're a little bit poppier and a little bit you know, more rock than a Funeral for a Friend, where Funeral for a Friend stays really towards the, more towards the hardcore, kind of hardcore punk side. Sure. These guys are a little bit more rock. They're, they're that classic post-hardcore. You have really melodic guitar stuff, you know, a lot of singing in this a little bit of screaming they're not afraid to throw a breakdown in they're not afraid to throw in the double bass and the heavy drums but they're going to be that classic hardcore even pop rock alternative rock that side of things yeah and and they did their their style changed a little bit i i'm sure as we get into their two full lengths here we can we can talk about that a little bit more but kind of how their style morphed from you know their their first full length to their second full length yeah Oh yeah, let's well let's get into it now. We're actually we're there. So yeah. there that first full length is "Put Your Hands Where I Can See Them." That was in 2010, um, and I thought this was a great mix of melodic cleans and screaming, like front to back. This album just flows very well. I it thought does. they did a really good job with that. And this one, you said this one's your favorite out of the two, right? Out of the two, I like this one better. That's correct, and I think this was the more kind of you know, if you if you look to this genre and and you look at what kind of sounds define this genre and that combination of singing and screaming, that you know that that ability to bring in the breakdown, yep. you know the really catchy riffs 
and you know kind of that that pop sensibility with the heaviness yes and that's that's really what they do well this is kind of that classic even almost screamo oh yeah uh, for sure. side of things really it kind of was even you know a lot of the bands that you name it kind of it kind of really was reminiscent of you know that classic screamo stuff i think right finch is a good is a good one to kind of bring up here yeah it's sure. really kind of you know, that's that's really what I took away from from this album. Yeah, one of the things that I love in this kind of genre and this kind of album, it's that soaring clean vocals over screaming, and you've got the heavy drums going, and just you know guitar riff after guitar riff, and then they throw in that breakdown, and they come back, they slow it down, they bring it back up tempo, and I just love that. Yeah, it was even, I mean, reminiscent of some Silverstein stuff. Oh, yeah. And I know uh. we talked about, you know, Silverstein early on, seven episodes. Yeah, like I know. Time ago <laughs> now. But yeah, we did focus on Silverstein for a while. And yeah, it was even even some of that. And that, that's kind of what I mean by that classic, you know, screamo. And you're right, you know, to be able to even mix. And I guess that's the benefit of having, you know, multiple vocalists. Right, right. Because I'm sure now I have no idea how well the older vocalist did live but it seemed like what i was hearing on the eps it probably would have been a little tougher for that for everything to pull together that way and that might have been the reason why they moved in that direction it's possible yeah so we'll see you know who knows if we ever get to talk to him or something i would love to see them come on tour here because this is a band i would definitely definitely go to see there's no doubt about it yeah and i know even just from i mean we talked about the amity affliction you know, last week, and I, I think, right, it, or two weeks two ago, weeks ago, excuse yep. me, and, and right, like, even reading, you know, about somebody who's as big as the Amity Affliction, I think it's it's kind of a struggle for bands that are based outside of the United States or, or based outside of whatever country they want to tour in, right, to, to tour. Right. The Amity Affliction has just reached the point kind of where they're, they're making some money in the U.S. and they've got a big enough following in the U.S. Yeah. outside of Australia, so. Very true. You, you know, I, I agree with you, though. It would be kind of cool to see these guys be able to, you know, capture that big of an audience and that big of a market to be able to come to the United States and tour. Yeah, I really wish, and it's probably like a label thing or whatever, but uh, coming up in March, I'm going to see Bullet for My Valentine and Asking Alexandria. And I think that would have been a perfect tour for them to be on. And, it, you know, who knows the back, you know, the backstories of all the things of labels only allowing certain bands to tour with other bands. But that I thought that would have been a really good tour for them to be on if that had been possible. Exactly. Just throw that third European band on there. Have them yeah. come over here. It works. And they sound I mean, that's a, at least for the new stuff I've heard. There's some bullet for my Valentine in there. There's no doubt. And yeah. They use the same producer as asking Alexandria as well. So. Exactly. Yeah. They would fit they would fit in very well with with those those two other bands. Yeah, and I, I think, think so. that, you know, that's that's another good point. If you like either of those bands, I think that it's worth checking Ishin out. Now, what uh, for your favorites in this album? I have I liked uh, Friends in High Places a lot and Hope. I mean, I'm oh. a front to back on the entire album, but those yeah. two ones got me. Yeah, so with either of these albums, I didn't sit through and really like, you know, pick apart song song by song what my my favorite was. Okay. Um, so I, I really can't say one oh, way yeah, or the no other. Like, well, yeah, that's, it's not a problem. <laughs> that's, I always just tend to do it. It's just something that I've always just grown accustomed to. Yeah. And I'm, I'm that kind of person where I typically listen front to back, just kind of as a, as a whole work, yeah. listen to that, that whole album. So that's kind of what I did with both of these when I went through it. And one of the things I was also pretty excited about, and you, I don't know if you noticed it, but the last song on this album is a cover. Uh Oh, yep. And you know, I'm a cover mark. So I was that's, very happy. 
That's right. That's <laughs> Ian's next podcast. Ian loves covers. Yep. That's or Ian hates covers is how Ian, it, it's how true. it should be. It fit within the brand. Yeah, in the it, it works in the loyalty brand. But yeah, it's a cover of the song Every Time by Britney Spears. And fucking love that song. <laughs> it's so <laughs> so good. And I don't know, I know you're not a big movie guy, but there was a, a really weird movie out called Spring Breakers. Do you ever hear okay. about that before? I, I I know I've heard the title before. It's got um, James Franco as like a gangster g- type guy, and he's got dreads and tattoos and a grill and all this kind of stuff. And during the movie, he plays on the piano. He plays a song, and it's a hilarious other cover that morphs into the real song. And that's how I even knew what the song was. And then I heard this, and I just go, "Holy shit!" That's the song from Spring Breakers. Because I never heard Britney Spears play it. Why would I ever? You know what I mean? Well, exactly. And that's that's what's funny is right now as you're talking about this, I'm sure I listened to the song on the album. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize it was a cover until you're just saying that. Oh, okay. Like I listened to the whole album and I didn't even pick up on that at all. And you're not a lyrics guy. So it makes sense guy. that it, <laughs> that you wouldn't uh, pick it up. I had this on. I'm sure I was doing work at my computer. I had the headphones on. I was going. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. I like this. Yeah. You know. I like what they're doing here and just like completely missed the fact that it was a cover because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Which no, is I, also the reason why I don't have a favorite song because I wasn't paying attention to actually well, right, what the yeah, song You're was. not checking all the – right. And I do, this, <laughs> I do the same thing too. Like I said, I remember tracks. Like I remember this is the final track on the album. That's exactly. more of you know, what I go for. But I, exactly. bringing up covers because I do love them so much, on another EP that they have, they do two other covers. They do Wherever I May Roam by Metallica. And they also do One Step Closer by Linkin Park. And I got to say, that co- it, it didn't have me at the beginning, but towards the middle and the end, they do another like great breakdown. And Linkin Park doesn't do breakdowns. So to no. put a breakdown in that song works really well. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to have to go back now and, and dig into to some of these EPs that, that I kind of skimmed over. I think I was overwhelmed when I looked in Apple Music. Oh, yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff. I've never listened to this band before. I got to prep for this show. Right. And then I'm like, holy shit, how many albums do they have? I can't listen to all this stuff and make it form a, an intelligent opinion about well, these think, guys. To be honest, I think they put out three, two EPs and one full length in 2012. Like, that's how that's busy they crazy. were. Yeah, I don't know if it was contractual obligations or anything like that, but that had the, the EP with the remixes, basically. So it had the covers, it had the stuff from the original EP with the new singers. There was, unfortunately, a uh, dubstep remix of a song that I started playing and then had to skip. It's not my, you know, not my thing. But no way. They, yeah, I would have never guessed. <laughs> well, I mean, you haven't done my other podcast, Ian Hates Dubstep. That's Ian Hates the. It's on right after Ian Hates Covers. <laughs> what a transition that would be. What, yeah, a, what it, an amazing transition. <laughs> Oh jeez, don't, don't even. Now we're gonna get I, the the hate emails are gonna be. Hey, we need you to play more dubstep. We That's, need you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm volunteering right now, just after doing that, to do the theme song for Ian hates dubstep. I'll do the intro music. I would actually love that. Someday we <laughs> should just play that as the intro for this one and see how that goes over. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, after all that, now we get to. Their last album that came out before the this new one. So this is, and this is the one that you are uh, familiar with as well. This is We Created a Monster in 2012. Now for me, and I think you said the same thing, this was a more poppy slash melodic compared to the previous one, for sure. 
it was it, it so i listened to this one and i i don't i'm i'm cautious to say this because i don't want to come off you know or people to take it the wrong way but if you take it the wrong way send the hate along as <laughs> you mentioned before but it just seemed really generic to me that was that was kind of what i took away from it it was they went in this even poppier direction than they were before it was still as catchy they still threw the screaming in there they still weren't afraid to throw a breakdown in there um but it was even let me let me look at my notes because i'm following along with your notes here. oh sure sure yeah that so, is one thing guys we actually prep before a show which is crazy I know. Exactly. We have, yeah, I don't even know how many pages this is of notes that we, between the two of us, we wrote. Um, so, yeah, so it takes, I, I had, a, it, it takes more rock direction and then they put more elements of not only just pop, but I, I thought they had kind of pop punk elements in there. So I was getting not only the classic crime kind of from this, which is a little bit uh, poppier as they go, as they go on to some of their uh, newer stuff. But mm-hmm. even something like Chunk No Captain Chunk, but not oh, quite as heavy. Right. And I was I was kind of getting that impression. And maybe that's where you were going with kind of the data remember four year strong yeah. type comparisons. That's when, kind of where I got it. Yep. At the beginning. Yep. Exactly. And and that's kind of what I was taking away. And again, generic isn't necessarily bad. Listen, I like a four chord song as much as the next person. <laughs> sure. If you watch any videos, if you look out there, right, it, it, there's something scientifically about the way your brain processes the information of that one, five, six, four pattern. Right. When you listen to it, that your brain likes, and that's why pop music is so catchy and so addictive. And you know, there there's a there's a science to writing a good pop song. And and these guys, listen again, this album from cover to cover is is really catchy again. Oh yeah, and that's why. Look, and I don't. I mean, I don't get upset that you say generic. I just have a different. I have a different definition of generic, though. Sure. For me, when I'm doing generic, I'm doing it within the album. So. What I thought they did very well in this album was make it where the first album, you know, you can tell the transition in songs, but I think a lot of them were along the same formula, even though I still love that album. This album had a lot of differences, so you can specifically tell this song is this one and this is the other, and that's kind of the way I always looked at generic, is if if an album goes by and you can't tell the transition between one song to the next, there's some issue there because they're following too much of a formula. There's nothing catchy enough, whatever it happens to be. This one has unique, uh, like a unique style to it, I think, and that's where I kind of came off with the uh, with the not generic part. Sure. So your generic isn't necessarily comparing uh, how a band sounds compared to other bands in the genre right. or other bands of pop music. It's comparing how uh, if you can't tell one song from the other and it sounds like they, they just did the same song 10 or 12 times over. Yeah. That's generic. Either. Or and even going by what your definition was, if this song, if you put on a bunch of songs on Pandora or something, you just put random and we were listening to it, I could take out a Yashin song compared to a different like I'm not going to I'm not going to say this is a day to remember I'm not going to say this is someone else I'm going to say this is them like I yeah. can tell that and that's, that's where I would go with the not generic that's true they do have you know they do have a, a unique sound yeah and I and that and but you're absolutely right it is this is a different this is a stray from the path from their first you know from their first full length and I like them both and it works for me I got to tell you I really like uh the intro into the first song i think the uh, first song is runaway train that intro where it just creates like the slow burn into like 
actual clean vocals into the slow down heavy drum screaming all the way throughout until that you know the just smack right into runaway train and i really like that kind of that change that crescendo of uh, of what they're doing there yeah so that's that's something i enjoyed i'd say for me i'd say the notable softer songs on the album uh new year new york uh pushing up daisies in the game we're definitely on the softer side. Come here, there's still screaming in between things, but it's definitely more on that poppy, melodic side. And then my favorite on the album that's much heavier is the Angel's Son. Um, I thought that one was really well put together. Uh, I like that. And I can listen, like I said, I can listen to both these albums just on a loop for sure. Sure, sure. Like, yeah, I really enjoy it. So I think um, now really that covers their whole backstory that I can tell now I don't know if everyone's paying attention to years that these things came out excuse me there uh, but that last album came out in 2012 and I mentioned that they put out EPs well they haven't put out really much of anything else except for a single in like 2014 I think and now it's obviously it's 2016 so my worry was that a lot of times when you take that kind of hiatus a band doesn't come back from that and that's what I was worried about because I've been listening to this band for a while and I really wanted new music and maybe they just don't have the advertisement or the marketing here yet. But I just found out like last month that this new album was coming out this Friday. So I got really excited about it. And I kind of checked their backstory and really the only change in that lineup is that they have a new guitarist from 2012 on. That's really the only band change it seems. So that's that's good news to me. Yeah, no, that's that's great. It's always again, it's always exciting for me to see that, you know, a band that kind of sticks together and can kind of you know, th there's something about that, you know, being able to mature together and being able to kind of you, you develop a rapport when you're in a band and when you play off of each other. And, and, you know, to be able to go through that together without having to constantly bring somebody new in, have them learn the style. There's also benefits to that, too, which is that they can bring something different to the table. But yeah. So this this new album now that they're they're doing it's called the Renegades. So I, like I mentioned, it comes out Friday. So this one seems like now I won't even read they they had a statement on their on their uh, website about what everything means, but I don't want to read it word for word or anything. Um, but it basically says that the new album is going to sound darker and more serious because they're they're singing about things that happen during their tours, like their their lows, their personal battles that they fought, all seemingly during this hiatus period where they didn't know they were coming back or not, like that kind of thing. And I like that. I like hearing about that stuff. I obviously like that it seems more metal, like at least for these songs, it seems more metalcore, post-hardcore, like they've gone into the harder, darker side. Um, if you listen to a song like uh, Dorothy Gale that they have out right now, it's coming out on the new album. Um, so I am... Very much looking forward to that. And I don't know, did Excellent. you get a chance to listen to any of the new stuff? I haven't listened to any of the new stuff, no. Only, only their two full lengths. Okay, well that's not even a problem because we said we're going to do the album review uh, next week for that. So, exactly. And we'll, we'll talk about the other album review we're going to do next week uh, later on in the show. That's but right. um, I think, any any final words on Yashin? No, I think if you're, you know, if if you want to listen to, you know, you're you're not necessarily familiar with a lot of the bands in this genre or you're you're kind of like in where you don't like screaming all the time or even a lot of screaming, I think go check this band out. 
they're going to be really unique. Again, they're they're going to fit right into that. If you like the heavier rock stuff, if you like the driving, you know, drums, the heavy guitar riffs, the really melodic singing. Yeah, soaring vocals. Soaring vocals. Yeah, go check these guys out because they're going to offer a little bit something different. And they're Scottish. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to, yeah, seeing what this new album is. You know, that's really a thing because I've only heard like two songs from it. So, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so... That, that'll end for Yashin for now. And now we're going to move on to Craig's. And Craig, do you want to do the introduction for your band? Yeah, so I decided to pick uh, Misery Signals here. So this has come up at least three or four times in the last couple weeks here. <laughs> um, Ian and I talked about it. I, I know it first came up when we did our you know top albums, the two-parter episode. Uh, I talked about A Mouse and the Magnum Heart. Right. Um, then when we were talking to Jason last week it came up because i know he's a big fan and that was that was something we would talk about when we were in college together and i i know he really likes misery signals so it came up again last week and i said all right this band is definitely worth kind of going through their discography and really talking to uh, talking about and it, again as w when i look at it uh, uh, ian mentioned this earlier i'm not really a vocals person so the music is, is a much bigger aspect to me than the vocals or the lyrics so it has to be musically interesting. And I think that's something that Misery Signals does really well. So we can kind of start from the very beginning here. This is a band that was founded in 2002, so really early on. And they were founded out of kind of the ashes of a, of a number of different bands that broke up or disbanded or kind of reformed uh, to kind of come together and form Misery Signals. So the founding members are Ryan and Brandon Morgan, who are actually, Ryan plays a guitar and Brandon plays drums, and they're actually still in the band. They're like kind of the two original members that have stayed through. Kyle Johnson plays bass. He's been in the band uh, since 2002. He briefly left and then kind of rejoined in 2013. So there was kind of a period there where he wasn't in the band anymore, but he's sort of an original member that's still kicking around. Uh, and then they've had just a number of different changes, it looks like, on their other guitar, um, kind of bringing people in. But even with all these member changes, they really have stuck to their guns. They stuck to a particular style that they do well. And kind of in that vein of August Burns Red or North Lane or any kind of these, I don't even know, almost math core. I, that, that's not even like the, that's not even really the right name for it because no, it's not that. You got to have something that also covers the the type of vocals, right? Like I think yeah. I think there has to be some other name for that. Is it and it's not deathcore. It's not anything it's like not, that. No, it's but it's not deathcore. They're like melodic hardcore mixed with yeah. mathcore almost. They're like really kind of those two genres because it really is super melodic, but they do these really technical things that shows you the the depth they have as musicians just in general. Um, yeah. over, overall, I think what most people stick with as far as, you know, these lineup changes or whoever's in the band is, is their vocalist. And, and we'll kind of get into that here um, as we go through the albums here, but they have four full lengths and I picked just three of them to focus on because uh, after their third full length, they kind of got off their, their label that they were on. They were on ferret for the first three. All um, right. And I was just actually looking through, the ferret. I, I dug up the old the Wikipedia article on ferret just to see, and it's crazy all the bands that actually were signed to ferret at one point, and oh, then yeah. they they kind of just like disappeared. Yep. Um, they haven't been around for at least six or seven years now. 
Um, but I just remember they were they were huge. I remember my acoustic guitar at one point had the ferret like handgun. Oh sure. Well, you uh, were, I mean, this was New Jersey too, right? Wasn't Ferret was, yeah. was New Jersey, yeah. Right. So exactly. So uh, you know they had a bigger presence in 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 Jersey. Yep. Um, but so for their first three albums, I'm just going to focus on those. Their fourth album, Absent Light, I'm not really going to talk about a whole lot here. Um, it was released on a much smaller label. Uh, it it wasn't as well publicized as their other works. Right. So I I haven't really spent hardly any time. I've listened to it maybe once or twice through, but not enough to make any intelligent comments on it. So I'm just not going to comment on it at all um, here. But we'll start with again my favorite album, which is their first, excuse me, their first full length, which is of Malice and the Magnum Harp. Now this is the one where they had the original vocalist, which is uh, and Jesse Zaraska. It looks like. Yeah, hoping pronouncing that right. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he did the vocals for this album, and again, vocals for this are very unique. If you if you listen to the vocals screaming, it almost sounds like I, I don't even know, like it, it's being distorted by by some you know pedal or some something. There's, it does. There's, yeah, right. Like it, it sounds it sounds totally unique from anybody else that we we listen to in this genre there there's nothing that compares to really this first misery signals album the vocals i think you could put any kind of song on from this album and be like oh that's misery signals of malice sure and you would know right away just from the vocals uh of all the albums here i think this one by far is their heaviest album yes i, I agree with that for sure yeah i i think i mean they do a lot of so so as i mentioned before it really it does spend span multiple genres here kind of like yashim we were just talking about here although this is going to be on a different end of the spectrum here because this first album especially is i i don't think there's any singing on this album at all it's going to be no. all unclean vocals i can <laughs> i can tell you for sure it does not have any singing on it i see the pain in ian's face i know you listening right now can't maybe you can hear it a little bit but well, i'm laughing on the, on the <laughs> at least <laughs> Yeah, so so I think Ian, I apologize listening through this. I think you might have had a hard no, time. I still enjoy this. it. See, that's the thing. I I still enjoy it, and it's like I said, I have total respect for what they're doing, and what he's doing with his vocals is tough to do. It's not that that's easy to do by any means. It's just for me, it doesn't connect the same. But I really like listening to the instruments for sure. Like that's that's not a question at all. Exactly. So what really strikes me about this album is it's it's the heaviest by far. They have some serious, serious breakdowns on this album. They have a lot of, you know, really intricate guitar work, but really heavy chugging riffs that, that go along with that. Yep. Um, they also have, you know, and they, they really establish this on, on Malice here, is their, their really distinctive style that they have. They go through and they will change key signatures they have no problem changing key signatures in the middle of a song they have no problems doing things in really weird time signatures you're used to hearing the typical songs in four or four that's really that catchy one two three four yeah. one two three four well they'll do things in five four or seven four or nine four and they just like these really odd time signatures that sound like it, it, just interesting i think yeah. is the best way to put it. it it's interesting to your ear to listen to that it can be disjointing at times but they're like weaving it together exactly like, like you start listening to some of these riffs and you're like hold on something sounds off there like what are what are they doing but it's just because they're playing in these really odd time signatures and i'll tell you like even 
you know, I dabble on piano and guitar and bass and to be able to count in those time signatures is really hard. It's, it's, for me, it's one of the most difficult things to do to be able to pick that out and count in that. You, you normally need like a really good drummer for that kind of thing, right? You do need a really good drummer too, because exactly trying, try, not only trying to be able to count in that, but to be able to come up with some of the intricate drum parts, especially, you know, the double bass parts that they oh, yeah. do and, 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 you know, the really heavy drums to be able to do that in odd time signature is, is crazy. Um, the other thing that you'll notice in addition to all of that, you know, their very distinctive style that they set up on this album is that compared to some of the other melodic hardcore bands that we talk to or talk about, um, you're going to notice that this is a little bit faster paced. So yes. it's going to be more metal then you know in, in that metal core genre it's going to be more to the metal side it's like progressive metal a little bit it is it is like progressive metal yeah. and that's why i kind of compare them to you know a little bit to like august burns red and a little bit to north lane and uh in hearts week is another band that's ah. out there kind of doing this type of stuff now right right um you, you know those those bands so it's a little bit like that but still very unique so you know we talked about this album it came out in 2004 their first full length and uh, I talked about this on on our favorites here, but I, I think it's worth mentioning. I think the top tracks from this album are uh, Five Years and the uh, probably the, the other song is The Year Summer Ended in June. And that's actually about the they were in, you know, former band and one of their bandmates. Uh, I don't know if it was one or two of their bandmates were actually killed in a drunk driving accident. Oh, um, so they lost these guys. I mean, really young kids at that point, you know, just touring. And I know at least this song was, was written about him. That makes a lot of sense when I was reading lyrics. For yeah. This, it makes, because even other songs, I mean, the, the, the things I picked up from like most of their albums, it's, it's death. It's songs about women or possibly other partners, whatever you want to call it. And like, moving obstacles themselves that's sure. what that's what it seems because for me i i i liked uh in summary of what i am okay on that album and i was reading the lyrics there and it's really depressing like <laughs> it's <laughs> really but they have other songs where they where they're more inspirational i guess is maybe the way to put it it seems sure. anyways from what i'm reading without the context of knowing their backstories completely it seems like it's that way yeah, so, yeah, and 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 true. From listening to it over and over again, yeah, that's kind of the the latter is what I take from it more. Is about like you know being inspired and moving obstacles. It's it's that kind of side of it that I usually see. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I mean that. Uh, just uh, just a little note on the lyrics. Um, on in summary, of what I am. I actually pulled them up for this. Uh, it's so here's the end of here's the end of the song. It's I can't breathe deeply enough to fill me with every disappointment and break my heart the way it deserves. Nothing happens. And the man I might have been, nothing ever happens. And all the great things that I will never do. Like right there, I would imagine that's about some kind of death. That's that is what I would I would think anyways. Sure. sure. But they are very they are very um, I, it's not their lyrics are not simple by any means. No, uh, they are they are really putting it out there, and because they're changing so many time signatures and things like that, I think it makes it work with the lyrics that they're doing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. You know, again, not a lyrics person. I haven't you know done 
kind of that extensive dive into like actually looking up and reading the lyrics, you know, it's something that I think for me, regardless of what band we're talking about, is a piece that's missing for me. I can talk about the music all day, but, you know, really diving into the lyrics, you know, that that in and of itself is in, in a lot of this stuff is an art form in and of itself. You know, it's poetry. Sure. It's poetry put to music. That's what all of this stuff is. Well, you know how with like um, like translating things, you know, even engineering what we know like that kind of stuff like you know how if you have a codex it's a way yeah. of deciphering you know something some you know problem whatever it happens to be like exactly. when i listen when i listen to misery signals i can't always pick up what they're saying so i if i read though one thing of lyrics i'll know every word for the rest of the album like sure. it's a weird little thing that kind of works and that way i'll actually understand what's going on Otherwise, to, I'm totally you lost. You need to train your brain to what they're saying just by like one song by following along. And once you pick it up. Yeah, then you're right? fine. It's like almost like if somebody has a very thick accent and you have trouble understanding them the first time, once you really start listening to it, like you start to hear it. The same thing with this music. Yeah. If there's somebody with that does unclean vocals, once you, you know, you listen to it over and over again, um, you'll be able to understand it. But there's a band I'm gonna, we're going to talk about later that I oh, do yeah. back into that I will never be able to understand their lyrics. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. We could talk about this in a little bit. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Go ahead. Keep going. So moving moving on here, um, we can uh, talk about their second album, uh, which is Mirrors. Mm -hmm. came out in 2006, uh, again, on Ferret. So this is where they had you know a few lineup changes, but most notably, um, there was the new vocalist. Yeah. So Jesse left the band and they brought in Carl Schubach, who's been in the band since. Um, so he did Mirrors and then Controller, which is their next album. And he's been with them ever since, as far as I understand. Um, but this is where you get back into, you know, the more traditional screaming, I think, with, with this album. Yeah. I and agree. you really see their style, their style start to evolve. Again, they stick with that, like, we're going to be very distinct. We're going to stick in that progressive metalcore. I think that's the best way to put it, now that I'm saying that out loud. We're going to call them progressive metalcore. Okay, all right. I'm inventing a new genre. Yeah, right why here. not? <laughs> um, so we'll call it that. Um, we can do whatever it, we want. It's our show. It, it is our show. So um, so it's still very, you know, very unique, very much them, but... Um, what they tend to do here is they bring in a little bit of their softer side here. So while, you know, I, I don't know if Carl actually does both the clean and the unclean vocals, but I know he does the unclean, yeah. I believe. Uh, and it might be one of the guitar players that does the clean vocals, but they, they really start to bring in a little bit, you know, they mellow out here a little bit. A, a tiny bit. <laughs> a tiny bit, right? Like, I, again, I, it, it's all relative. Yes, right? yes, yes. Compared to Mouse, which is definitely... Oh, yeah, yeah. Mirrors is uh, mirrors is a, a different a different style here. Um, they get a lot more intricate, I think, with the guitar work here. Sure. You you go from hearing what I thought on Malice was a lot of distorted guitars with these really intricate riffs to now you have intros where it's a lot of clean guitar work, where you have a lot mm -hmm. of clean guitar work and different time signatures, and it's just the guitar playing. Right. And you're trying to follow along and it sounds really interesting and you're you're not really sure what's going on but it's just the guitar and you're like okay this is really interesting to listen to um and yeah they do they do a little bit more singing on this album they do they do i was um, i was so happy about this, that yeah i was going to say this is probably a little bit easier but again it's all relative yeah right <laughs> um 
so uh, if you listen to you know some of the you know really unique stuff, but you want to hear how their sounds matured, listen to their. There's a clean part in the failsafe, and then the breakdown and post collapse really yeah. kind of puts you know those two things in perspective. They're really capable of doing the heavy, heavy stuff, and they're really capable of doing the really intricate, clean stuff. Right. And they can put the two together. They can swap it. They yeah, can do really true. heavy clean stuff, and they can do really intricate, distorted, heavy stuff. It doesn't matter. Like there, there's no stopping these guys. <laughs> um, I think if you're going to listen to two tracks on this, um, again, really hard for me to pick out. You know, a couple of tracks to listen to, but the failsafe I think is a really good track, and then the title track mirrors yeah. is really excellent. I have um, mirrors I on know, my like, list. Yeah, mirrors yeah. is on mine. Yep. And Mirrors is towards the end of the album. Yeah, that's the last uh, track on the album. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, definitely uh, definitely a great, a great song to listen to. Yeah, very good. Um, and then we'll go into, you know, their third release here. Again, on Ferret still, their last release on Ferret was uh, Controller. Came out in 2008. Um, they, they continue basically how their style evolved on uh, Mirrors with you know, the same vocalists, the same guitar players um, doing that that really heavy, really intricate guitar work. Probably even more so a combination of singing and screaming, maybe even a little bit more singing, but at least comparable to what was on Mirrors. Yeah, comparable. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they even do more melodic guitar work on this. So oh, even, sure. even pull back a little bit more on what they could do with the clean sound and what they can do... Um, with the acoustic guitar. If you listen to the song Coma on this album, mm -hmm. they have a, just a really overall melodic song. They throw in this huge instrumental part at the end. And then they even throw in, if you start to listen to like how that song resolves at the end, you'll start to hear that they even have an acoustic guitar oh, going right. on there, which is actually, I think, really interesting for a song that starts off so heavy. Right. Kind of finish with that. Like, oh, now, we're, now we have an acoustic guitar going on. Where did this come from? Right. Um, yeah, just, again, really interesting stuff. The other top tracks I have from Controller are Weight of the World and uh, Homecoming. Yes. Definitely yeah, listen sure. to. Yeah. Um, I think all three of these albums are fantastic. For me personally, I mentioned this before, I think Amounts of the Magnum Heart is probably my favorite uh, album of the three. Mirrors and Controller, still very good, very catchy. If you're into that, you know, progressive metalcore, as we've termed it now, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you, you like other bands like North Lane, like August Burns Red, like In Hearts Week, uh, go go listen to these guys. If you want something that's a little bit more metal, but not straight up metal, sure, sure, definitely go go check Misery Signals out. Well, now, um, are, are they still together? So that's a great question. So they put out Absent Light in 2013. Uh, and then in 2014, I believe, for the 10-year yeah. anniversary of Malice, they did a 10-year tour where they got everybody back together and they went around and played you know, the album cover to cover. So they got the uh, original vocalist and then what their regular vocalists do? <laughs> I, I don't know. So that, that may not be – they may not have gotten their original vocalist. I don't want to talk at a turn here. Well, sure, sure. Um, but I know they did do a tour for, for oh, a Malice. Okay. Uh, the 10 year tour. Um, and then they've kind of been MIA for the last couple of years. It's unclear. They're, I, I believe they are technically still together as a band. They just yep. haven't put anything new out. Well, you know what's funny? Like, I just, I just went to their website to see what the deal was. And I can't tell 
if this is for 2014, 2015, or 2016. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a list of tour dates. I've never seen. I'm guessing that their lineup is not. Yeah, it says it's temporarily unavailable due to technical work on it. But this looks like it's like three years old right now. Exactly. Yeah, it looks like, you know, that they may not be putting anything else. And here it is. Look, I'm, I'm looking at it actually on their Twitter. Oh, okay. It says 10-year anniversary tour with the original lineup. Oh, okay. All right. So they did actually bring back Jesse Zaraska to do the vocals, oh, it looks yeah. like, for their 10-year tour. Um, but just like you did, I want to plug these guys. So if yeah. you want to go find them, go check them out. Uh, their Twitter is at Misery Signals. Uh, and their Facebook is just facebook.com backslash Misery Signals. Um, you can get to all their stuff from there. You can check their stuff out on Spotify or on YouTube. I'm sure there's links to it. Go listen to the, you know, the songs that we mentioned. Um, but yeah, Misery Signals is definitely worth checking out if you want something a little bit heavier. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I did listen. It's one of those things where it's just, yeah, like like we talk about, I need the vocals to connect a little bit more. But I really enjoyed the instrument work and I was still like bobbing my head and I was, you know, and when the breakdowns came, I was still, you know, rocking out. But yeah, it's just vocally, I don't connect with that as much. Yeah, absolutely. It's something too. And I, I think you brought up a good point with the lyrics and I'm going to have to dive into to some of their lyrics here because I that, like you mentioned, has to be just as complex yeah. as the music work uh, that yeah. they're doing. Because you get basically you have a different type of flow now that you're working with. So things aren't rhyming the way that they normally would. So it's almost like you're it's not necessarily poetry, but you're following something like that could be a poem if well, that's what you want. It's you, free verse, right? Yeah, like yeah, it it's free, yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to follow any kind of meter. Right. It's it's totally free verse. If yeah. we want to yeah, talk about it in terms of, you know, poetry, literature, that kind of yeah, that kind but, of thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely you know I mean I, these have been these guys have been one of my favorite bands. I love listening to Misery Signals. Um, hopefully they'll put out new stuff, but based on their website, like you yeah. mentioned, I've gone there too. It's it's unclear whether they're actually gonna do anything more. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, even though they did their 10th anniversary tour, there seems to be the market for bands that people loved that went away for an extended period of time to come back and do another because people will continue. I mean, look, uh, Finch did a tour where they played what it is to burn in their entirety. And they said, they're never playing it again. If they came back and was like, you know what? We're just going to play this again. I'd be there in a second. Like, it's Hey guys, just, yeah. just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Well, they scared me because I saw them when their last new album came out like a year or two ago. They came back, and of course, I went to the show, and I was like, are they actually going to play anything from What It Is To Burn? Because they said they were done. But no, they played what it, They played like almost every track off that album. I was like, okay, it's fine. Everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> All is right with the world. <laughs> exactly. Well, now, so we got, we talked about Yashin. We talked about uh, Misery Signals, so we'll have all their links up on the website. Um, I know Craig's going to uh, plug some of the stuff on Twitter as well. We'll do the Facebook yep. thing too. Uh, but now we also want to talk about what we're currently listening to. So, Craig, what are you up to right now? Sure. So I've been actually diving into, you know, as Drop the Gloves Tour comes around here, kind of getting prepped for that. Oh, so yeah. we talked about A War Within before. 
But uh, Sirens and Sailors were ones that I've never, you know, really given a chance. And I dug into their stuff, and I'm, I'm really liking it. Again, if you like the the heavier metalcore, almost death metal-y type stuff, but not quite. Because they do transfer over to a clean singer. <laughs> they do. Yeah. There is a clean vocalist. But yeah, it's, it is heavy. It's it's really really heavy, but I'm I'm really digging it. Uh, so that's what I've been listening to. I also listened to the plot in you. So I started yeah. just working my way backwards here, and I'm like, all right, let me listen to their new album, which is Happiness and Self Destruction. Yes. Yep. Really like that. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of My Ticket Home and you like the new My Ticket Home stuff, the new metal stuff, I think you'll really like Happiness and Self Destruction because it has that new metal but heavy feel to it. Yes. Yes. Um, so if you're a fan of that, I started digging back into some of the old plot new stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I have I have their old stuff. I don't think I have their new album yet. I was gonna pick it up yeah. at the show. It's it's worth it's worth listening to. Yep. It's it's worth picking up. Uh, I I think it's you know really good. Um, uh, digging back into some of their old stuff, it's okay. It's it's not necessarily anything I think I would listen to all the time. They they've um, really evolved. They were they one have, of those bands where that first album came out. And people just trashed them. Like, absolutely. Yeah. That was one of those, like, trashable albums. They're like, this is scene-specific, like, formulaic, like, all that kind of stuff. Very similar to the way, um, what was it, Capture the Crown? With their oh, first, yeah, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Like, people were just like, this is exactly just made for scene kids and that kind of thing. And their music has definitely evolved from there. I'm and not I- even sure they play that many of those uh, tracks on when I see when I saw them live I think it was mostly from the um what's the name of the one with the burning book oh I don't know oh, yeah crap. all right anyways we'll, we'll get to it because we're probably going to do a whole episode on like drop the gloves tour bands and everything I, I'm planning on picking up a ton of albums when we go there yeah, just just yeah. because that way the the artists get all the money directly exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so happiness self destruction is good. And then I mentioned earlier we were talking about being able to understand lyrics. So I don't know. I got on YouTube on one of my channels and w- was digging back into some of the old stuff. And it was it was the metalcore hashtag on YouTube that was going through. So it was like all these bands. And as I lay dying came up. So I'm oh, like, sure. oh, I'm gonna dig back into some as I lay dying stuff. So I had my guitar out and I was strumming along to some of their stuff. Oh, nice. And I will tell you. Tim Lane basis, I will never understand what he is saying. <laughs> For the life of me. I'm gonna is, have to look, I'm gonna have to listen again and tell you if I can understand that stuff. <laughs> you should look it up. We can we can recap next week on whether you understand him. It's a shame that he tried to have his wife killed. <laughs> yeah, see that's I think <laughs> I let that personal stuff sometimes go in. It's just like seriously, I don't think I listen like I'll bob my head if um if Rooftops comes on Pandora from Lost Prophets. Oh, yeah. But yeah, other yeah. than that, I feel really like a little gross. Like, because I remember seeing them live multiple times and yes. I feel so bad for the other band members. <laughs> well, I don't believe you could be a pedophile by proxy. Luckily for you. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> no, I feel bad for the, yeah, for the band members for sure. It's like, sure. yeah, hopefully they didn't know. It doesn't seem like they did because he's just like a monster. Um, yeah, allegedly, well, you know, I think I don't even think it's allegedly anymore. I think he was convicted, if I'm not mistaken. He uh, was. It's the yeah. same thing with Tim Lambasis, right? Like he oh, came yeah. out and apologized. Uh, I think he did an exclusive with AP a couple years ago. It oh. was either AP or one of the other bigger magazines where he came out and said, you know, 
I was, I was learning a lot of stuff here. I regret what I did. I shouldn't have done that. I was really angry. I was really having serious issues in right. the band, you know, and I think he went to, he's in jail for like six years. Oh yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah. It, it's something crazy. Yeah. But I, I mean, still it doesn't take away from, you know, you listen back to the old as I lay dying stuff. Well, people 94. still listen, people still listen to Michael Jackson. He's still one That's, of like the most popular whatever. He's the king of pop. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Yeah. So if you if you go back and listen to, I mean, the stuff I was listening to from As I Lay Dying was from, uh, you know, like 94 Hours and Forever and, and those early, early songs. I don't even know um, what CD that's from. Um, I'm, no, I'm I have to check. Like, it's been a long time since I listened to them. It's from like their first CD that came out in 2003-ish. Okay. Um, but, but worth digging back into that stuff, but that's kind of what I've been listening to re- right. recently this morning. I just had my, my playlist oh, on, yeah. I was shuffling some stuff. So my classic color morale, Memphis Mayfire, a day to remember, <laughs> sure. I don't know, all that stuff just in a mix. You know, um, but yeah, you just gave me an idea. I, what's that? I wonder, I think we could get away with this because I don't think it's a bad thing. What if we did like a segment on the show where we where you and I scoured different, uh, like that kind of metal, like really, really tough to understand lyrics, and we played the clips and had each other guess, like what <laughs> they're could, actually saying. We we could try and do that as a segment. I think uh, that'd be fun. We could do like yeah. we could actually do intro music for it, and it'd be a thing. We could actually have people try and play along. Like, yeah. I think, I don't know. I think that might be fun. We might be onto something. I'm copywriting that right now so that no one that else can like, steal this idea. Craig and Ian's Metalcore Guest Lyrics. I like it. I, I think that's the perfect title, too. <laughs> that works. Get to working on that dubstep intro to that, okay. all right? That's, that's I'll what work I want. On it. So, on, on top of what uh, Craig was talking about uh, with what he's listening to, I too was delving into some Sirens and Sailors. Um, I also. I know Craig does not like this band, but uh, Snow White's Poison Bite, I've had on repeat. I just, I don't know, it, I just love it. So going through there, but they're like such opposite genres. Like that's that's my span, you know what I mean? I'm fine going from Sirens and Sailors to that. Right? Exactly. Just, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Then also, uh, do you remember the band Conditions? It sounds familiar, but... They're like um, like harder pop punk kind of they had a few really really big songs um they had a they had a very popular city called wage war they're no longer together anymore but okay. um i think it was like a best of times was a really popular song a walking separate ways was a really really popular song and that's the one that got me it just came up on pandora and i just went right into that album again and that's a very good like almost like a little bit um a loss for words mixed with like too close to touch with um like i don't know it's it's like the, with that pop punk with a heavier edge to it maybe yeah is the way to go but i enjoyed them they're just they, unfortunately they're no longer together i'll have to yeah i have to dig back into it i see they were formed by i'm, I'm on wikipedia here just looking at it and one of the members was in scarlet did you ever listen to scarlet yeah i did yeah yeah we should talk about that oh I we could do have, that a cult classic and this is always meant to fall apart also another ferret band yeah that's right actually <laughs> holy crap uh you want to talk about like some heavier math core like really interesting stuff 
But that is that not. Was, I would not call conditions that though, for sure. No. So no, then, no, no, okay. So maybe I maybe I don't remember conditions, but I might have to dig into yeah. that too. Look up. It's just a. It's a fun song. Like it's just the the way he the way he maneuvers around the lyrics. It's so catchy, especially with um, walking separate ways. Just that you'll you'll notice the part right away. The way he spins the lyrics to work just sounds like it. It just. I, I don't want to say it works again because I said that already, but it just <laughs> it does very well with the signatures. It just I like it a lot. It's very very catchy, very sure, catchy. Sure. Yeah, so give that a listen. But then okay. I guess the last the last two that we want to talk about. Um, I've also been listening to uh, new samples of Hands Like Houses because okay. their new album is coming out on Friday as well. So we wanted to say probably next week's show is going to be half and half again where we do Yashin's new album, uh, Renegades, and then Hands Like Houses' new album, which is Dissonance. And both of those come out on Friday, and I think they're both going to be great. Yeah, I'm really excited, uh, especially for the Hands Like Houses album. Yeah. Um, I like their their first full length, which is, I think it's Ground Dwellers. Yeah, that sounds right. But I could be off on that. Yeah. It's the guy with the TV head on the album cover. That's the one I'm picturing, but I really like that. Um, and and yeah, they, you know that's really where they they hooked me. I saw so, them. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I saw no, them no, live. Ahead. I saw them live with Silverstein from side stage uh, about a year ago, I think, somewhere oh, around there. Awesome. And they did a very good job live. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So yeah, we'll do. I think that's going to be the plan. I mean, obviously, subject to change if something comes up. But Absolutely. we actually haven't delved into the whole album review thing yet. So I think that'll be fun to go ahead because we're always reviewing albums for each other. We've just That's never right. done it for a podcast. But this way we can put out a Spotify playlist. We can let people get caught up. Hopefully everyone will purchase the albums for these bands as well um, because I have a feeling they're both going to be very good. Yep, I agree. So I guess lastly then, um, before we'll do our plugs at the end, but let me also plug this. So at the end of the show, we're going to do another new song from the upcoming A War Within album, Believe. Uh, we're going to do the song Slave. That was just today, I believe, premiered uh, on Revolver magazine, somewhere around there. So we're going to do that today as well. And this is all leading up to us uh, doing an album review for Believe because we actually really, really enjoy this album. Uh, and we're going to see them on the Drop the Gloves tour, you know, and we'll we'll take everything from there. But hopefully you enjoyed the song last week. I believe we played Mirrors. So this week it'll be Slave. Next week we'll pick a new song. And just hopefully you're enjoying it as much as we are. Uh, so just make sure if you, you have time still to pre-order, go to www.com awwmusic.com you can pre-order the album there i believe it ships the first week in march the album comes out on march 8th uh, you can follow them on twitter at a war within music and you can look on facebook for a war within and they're just really great guys they're they're off on the drop the gloves tour now so they're traveling around i can't wait craig and i are going to see them on march 6th at the middle east and That's right. I just just also listening to Sirens and Sailors, realizing how crazy that's going to be seeing them in that small venue. Like all these bands in that small venue is going to be nuts. 
<laughs> like it's just really I I'm really looking forward to it because I got to check if it's if it's upstairs it's even smaller if it's downstairs there's still you can spread out a little bit but it is a small it, stage in both I think it was downstairs is it I'm downstairs not 100% okay sure yeah either way you have a little bit more space for people in the in the downstairs but the stage is almost exactly the same for both okay so it's just like raised off the raised off the floor like two feet there's no <laughs> guard there's no nothing so it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun excellent yeah yeah it should be a good show so yeah i think that i think that takes care of that we'll leave you with a uh, slave from the new uh a war within album believe and craig do you want to do the final um plugs for us yeah, let's do plugs again. So okay. again, if you're you know, if you're really liking the show, get on our website. It's ianhates.com. So you can get on there. You can get access to both Ian's uh, movies podcast that he does with his friend Kelly. Mm -hmm. And you can get access to our music podcast on there. All the episodes are up with all the links to everything we talked about, all the backlog. You can go ahead and listen to it on there. You can also find us on Stitcher. Yep. Uh, by searching for Ian Hates mu Music or Ian Hates Movies. Yep. Uh, same thing with iTunes, searching for Ian Hates Music or Ian Hates Movies under podcasts. If you really like us, you know, get on Facebook and find us on Facebook for searching for Ian Hates Podcast. And the same thing on Twitter, at Ian Hates Podcast. Tweet us, Facebook us, uh, send us messages. You can send us messages through the website. If you really, really like us, share us with your friends. Share us on Facebook. Blast us out there. Retweet us. Blast us all over, you know, Twitter, Facebook. That'd be great. Again, Ian and I are trying to really dig into, you know, see how many people we're reaching, and we're trying to reach yeah. more and more people. So, you know, letting us know that you like what we're doing by sending us a message or, or retweeting us or getting us out there to your friends is excellent. Um, we really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, and and yeah, just you know, let us know that you're enjoying it, or let us know that. We're idiots, and you know, <laughs> Craig, you don't like classic rock. You're an idiot. You know, send us Ian, the hate mail. Yeah, Ian, you like vocals and being able to understand people. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, go go follow us on uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, uh, like us on Facebook, all that stuff, and and send us the love, send us the hate, whatever you feel like, and it's most especially on iTunes, like Ian mentioned, get on there, give us a rating, give us yep. a review, ideally five stars, but it doesn't have to be. But it helps us move up in the rankings, and it helps people to notice us uh, yeah. in, in the iTunes store. The more so that'd be excellent. Technically, the more popularity we get, the better chance we have to have other bands on. You know, I mean, I loved the interview we did last week. Like, we're gonna continue. We have things coming up, and we're not gonna spoil anything because you never know if things work out or not. But we do have people lined up for the show. So the more people, the more popular that we get, the more bands are going to want to come on here to spread the word. So you're going to get great interviews. You're going to get access to new music. You're going to get all that kind of stuff. And that's what we want to give you. Like we enjoy the music. Hopefully you're enjoying the music and we go from there. I mean, if you're a band and I, I see them bands following us on Twitter, like reach out and let us know if you have new music, if you want us to talk about something like that's what we're here for. So That's let us right. know. We enjoy this stuff. I want to learn about new music. I want more people telling me, "Go ahead, play this song on you know on the show." Let other people hear our stuff. Like I like that. That's right. So yeah, I think that Craig. I think that closes out for tonight. What do you think? I think that does. Yeah, we'll leave you with uh, the new "A War Within" song, yep. "Slave." Yep, exactly. 
And yeah. Ian, you want to you want to sign us off here? Yeah, I forgot. Well, I actually like I like asking you because I know what it's going to be. So, Craig, do you have anything else you want to say? Nope. There I'll you go. <laughs> See, that is now the catchphrase, so that's why it works. It does. I've made it the catchphrase. Exactly. And I will end the same way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Make believe in my blind hypocrisy. 